And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Tuesday morning, everybody. We've got your playoff second round action from Monday night all covered. I am Dave DeFore. I'm here as I am every single week with my man, Trevon Edwards. Trey, we are in the second round of the playoffs and uh, the Phoenix Suns came to play in this series, Trey. They beat the Nuggets tonight, 122 to 105. And the big turning point in this game, Trey, was in the third. The Suns finished the third quarter on a 25 to 7 run and actually carried a nine point lead into the fourth quarter. It was never in doubt after that. But if you only looked at the score and maybe you only saw the last 14 minutes or so, you would have missed what was a very compelling basketball game, Trey. Oh, yeah, for sure. Early on, it was just kind of like, you know, they were going basically heavyweight fight. You know, Aiden and Jokic was, you know, playing, kind of dueling it out for a little bit. You know what I mean? And obviously the Nuggets were competing and things of that nature. But then the Suns just got it going, man. And, and when they got it going, it's just kind of, you know, they're not solely driven off of Chris Paul or Devin Booker. Like, it's a lot of guys that's contributing. You know, you got Jay Crowder. You got Mikael Bridges, who was great today. You know what I mean? 23-5-5. and And then DeAndre Aiden, you know, doing what he's supposed to do. You know what I mean? But overall, like, the Nuggets got their hands full, and I think this is going to be a fun series. I don't think that, you know, the Suns just kind of washed their hands with them. I think it's going to be competitive because both fan bases are, like, fired up. You know what I mean? So, like... Although, you know, the Suns had the home court advantage and they packed the house in, be prepared when when they go back to Denver. Yeah, you mentioned it. It really was a team effort for the Suns. They had four players in their starting lineup with at least 20 points. And Jay Crowder had 14 in this game, you know, which I know a lot of people were questioning whether Jay Crowder was back or not. But uh, he hit a few threes and this one was big for them. And on the other side for the Nuggets, look, Jokic did what Jokic does. And you mentioned Aiton kind of playing him to a standstill to a certain degree, at least from a statistical standpoint. I think Aiton's impact was very high. Obviously, Jokic's impact higher for his team just because he doesn't have as many good players as, as Aiton has. The Nuggets, I think, have to find a way to get production from somebody who's not Jokic, though, Trey. Yeah, I mean, you know, Composo added 14. You can go down the line, PJ had 15. Gordon had 18. Green off the bench, 10 and 11. But it's not enough when needed. You know what I mean? Like, there's tons of dry spells. And then also, like, there's selfish points in the game where guys are not sharing the ball and trying to do things themselves. And I think that's what goes away from them. They're kind of, like, not similar teams, but their strengths are when they share the ball and everybody's kind of kind of playing well, you know what I mean, in a, in a group. With Jamal Murray missing, it, it's a little different ball game, you know, where the team has to play a little bit better and kind of ride off of, you know, Jokic. And in a situation like you look in the stat line, you say, oh, well, the starting five did good, but it's not that because there were some plays that was questionable where it was like, oh, you should have made that extra pass or you should have did this. 
and you let Phoenix capitalize on it, especially in the third. Let's go back to Aiton. Aiton with 20, 10 rebounds in this game was 9 of 13 from the field. I mean, it feels like the guy has missed like three shots in this whole playoff run so far. But his defense, I thought, was excellent in this game. You know, he really bothered Jokic on post-ups when, when Jokic was unable to get a switch. But he was just blowing up stuff for the Nuggets all night long. And when he runs the floor like he does, he really opens himself up for some easy buckets on the other end, playing with guys like Devin Booker and Chris Paul. He's sort of the perfect player for the Suns team, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, his coach even, you know, his former college coach credited to him being able to not go too far and just develop and feel like at home. You know what I mean? The high school there played down the street in Tucson and then now in Phoenix, like he's got a chance to develop and grow up and then also develop with Devin Booker. You know what I mean? And although they're experiencing this first time playoffs together, you know, they got a leader like Chris Paul to lean on when they need those questions, but also add to what Chris Paul brings to the table. You know what I mean? And he played Jokic as best as he possibly could, but then on the other end also made Denver work. I thought this was a great game for him. And I think that the Suns' success relies on him having a good series. What adjustment do you want to see out of Denver in Game 2, aside from just guys who aren't Jokic scoring the ball a little bit more? Is there anything you saw defensively that you felt like they could change? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a step too slow. A lot of rotations, you know, guys falling asleep. But again, it starts on defense and then goes to the offense and just kind of won it a little bit more. I think, like I said, the Suns have Mikel Bridges, and he's making those plays. He's tipping balls. He's he's running the lane. He's making shots and doing what he needs to get his team into the best position. And the Nuggets need one of those guys. You know what I mean? Like, those are the guys that they would have normally had Trey Craig or Jeremy Grant making those type plays last season. So, solely missed, and that's the thing. When they went and got Aaron Gordon, we were super crediting them. Like, oh, this is a good move. But he has to understand that he has to do it for the full 48 minutes or, you know, something close to it. You can't have like laps of like, oh, you're just playing well for a little bit of span of time because this is how them games turn out this way. Today's episode is brought to you by Giorgio Armani Aqua Di Gio Parfum, a long-lasting and deeply intense men's fragrance that captures the powerful sensations of nature. The woody aquatic scent features notes of bergamot, clary sage, and patchouli, which create an intensity that is vibrant and aromatic. Discover more at GiorgioArmaniBeauty.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The early game, uh, Trey, look, it's hard for me to talk about this because I, I'm so disappointed 
that the supposed early NBA finals of the Bucks and Nets has been this way in the first two games. The the early game was a complete blowout. And we should have known this, Trey, because it was you, you and me on the ding. We should have known this was happening. The Nets win 125 to 86. And I just got to say, when you look at that final score, Trey, it doesn't even encapsulate the difference between these two teams in this game. I mean, this was an absolute shellacking by the Brooklyn Nets. I'm still laughing at, you know, game one when Harden went out in the first 42 seconds. And everybody's just like, oh, the Bucks, The Bucks got this. Well, there goes the championship. And it's like, no, this team hasn't played with their trio in all season. You know what I mean? Maybe like 10 games. So they know how to adjust and plug and play. And that's kudos to Steve Nash. You know, I think he should have finished a little bit higher in the, in the uh, Coach of the Year finalist votes. But that's a different story. But they just came out. They're not afraid. They punched it in the mouth early, had the hot hand. You know, they stayed aggressive. And then also, man, hats off to Bruce Brown. Hats off to Blake Griffin, Nick Claxton, Shamit. I mean, you can go down the line. Their, 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 their depth is their wealth right now, although they do have the best player in the world right now. 32 points from Kevin Durant in three quarters in this game, Trey. I mean, you, you told me before the show, you're like, oh, I think I'm going to say Kevin Durant is the best player in the world. Is, is that where we're at right now? Is he the best player in the world right now? I think it's been that way all season long, despite missing games or not. Like, there's a lot of people that wrote this dude off and said, you know, oh, that he'll never be the same off the Achilles. This man is 6'11 and can shoot the three, the long three, and always can shoot the three. You don't lose your shooting ability when you have a lower leg injury. You know what I mean? Even if it's the Achilles or not, you know what I mean? You, if you can shoot, you're going to play in this game for a long time. And he's playing defense on the other end. He's making the right plays. He's getting his teammates involved, and they're feeding off each other. And then, you know, you add Kyrie Irving to the mix and then, you know, the rest of the supporting cast. It's just this is a tough team to beat. And, like, again, everybody's like, oh, the, the Bucks won't shoot that bad next game. Not only did they didn't shoot well, but they just weren't even in there from the beginning. Giannis struggled. Chris Middleton struggled. And they were out of it. And then, you know, Chris Middleton finally got it going, and it was just, like, too late because – Guys are just knocking shots in and just doing what they want. But Bruce Brown made an important comment. He said, the series starts in game three. Not these two games that they won. These don't even really count because how they respond to that crowd, how they respond to Giannis and those guys being fired up and having a chip on their shoulder, being down 2-0, that's going to determine how they play in this series. The Bucks are 14 for 57 from three in two games in this series. And the Nets were 21 of 42 in the game on Monday night. They had a 64.4% true shooting percentage in this game. Just absolutely absurd to go along with a 92 defensive rating. And Trey, you know, we spent a lot of time this year wondering if this team was going to be able to defend well enough to make the finals. I think they're answering it quite resoundingly. Oh, yeah, man, they're clicking. And I think it's just more so do a test to how close they are and their brotherhood and just the communication and believing in each other. When you put it together a team and you want it to work, it all starts with chemistry. And the good thing about this team is that they've cleared out all the outside noise and just kind of focused on themselves. So, you know, for Kevin even say, yo, we're the Big 15, it's not a knock to the Knicks, but they really run with this, you know what I mean, whether it's Alizé Johnson to Mike James to Chris Chioza. I mean, see even Spencer Dinwiddie being connected to him, and he's not even with the team right now. Like, they're a one-band machine, regardless of 
who's the the lead guy, you know what I mean? And that's how you win championship games. You got Blake Griffin looking like nothing was ever wrong with him, but also being the guy to hit the floor and win the 50-50 battles. That's how you win championship ballgames. Well, I guess game three is going to happen, whether the Bucks want it to or not, Trey. What, what kind of adjustment do you want to see out of the Milwaukee Bucks, or would you just be happy for any adjustment at all? I mean, at this point, I'm still, again, Coach Bud's two-time Coach of the Year you know, winner, came from you know the Spurs family tree. He knows how to coach. This is not his first rodeo. I think it's more stubbornness and just kind of you know thinking things will just kind of plan itself out, and I, I don't rule them out of actually getting a win in game three but he can't just rely on home crowd you know or home court advantage his guys also have to meet his energy but also the minutes restriction has been a you know a huge knock on him and then also just the adjustments you can see in game two like they didn't do too much they kind of stayed in the same strategy and it's not working I, I mean it was at one point in time they're running a zone against shooters that can shoot really well, and when they actually did spread it out a little bit more, they just found a gap and just kind of shared the sugar and was able to, you know, expose them. So I don't know. It's interesting to see what Bud and his staff does with this. Well, that's going to do it for today's show, folks. Don't forget about all the shows we've got over at The Athletic on The Athletic Podcast Network. If you haven't already subscribed to The Athletic, go to theathletic.com slash daily ding and do it now. Thank you guys for waking up with us as you do each and every morning. Trey, you know what to do. Ding, ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.